is the last day, so we've still got one meal to go of rice, and then Abigail's already planned our day on Monday, which involves cheesecake for breakfast. <laughs> and I don't know what else, but thank you very much for all your support. Um, it's been amazing. It's been a, quite an experience. It's not been the most enjoyable week, eating-wise, but um, we've managed to raise, because of people's support, over £1,600, which was kind of way beyond what we imagined we'd be able to do at the beginning of the week. So thank you so much uh, for that. Right. Reconnecting. Reconnecting with God. I guess you could say, well, hey, hang on a minute, David. We're here this morning, so what, why, why do you want to get us reconnected? We're already connected to God. What, what's the point? We managed to get up and come to church, so we must be connected somehow. Well, that little video clip that we showed, I think, gets to the heart of something that we do too easily in our faith. And that is, we get this idea of living for Jesus instead of living in Jesus and letting him live in us. And it's about what we're going to do over the next couple of weeks, looking at this idea of reconnecting, is just reminding ourselves that what we're supposed to be about is living lives that, that are empowered by Jesus to serve him. Not, not to live for him, just sort of mechanically and religiously, but actually living lives in faith, knowing that he's in us. And that's what we kind of want to look at over the next few weeks. Uh, and we're going to be just thinking about how we can reconnect in different ways and how reconnecting with God kind of will help us to find more purpose in our lives. And that's kind of the real focus this morning, thinking about how reconnecting will give us better purpose. It doesn't surprise you, I kind of, it fits into the whole idea of deeper discipleship, getting closer to God, deliberate, deeper discipleship. Because God doesn't just want us to be like, like servants or employees who, who are faithfully doing the job that our boss wants us to do and we turn up and we make sure we clock in and we clock out and we do all the right things. That's not the kind of relationship God wants us to have with him. He wants us to have a relationship that's about being much more intimate. That's the point of Jesus. If God wanted a sort of CEO up in, up in the sky and the rest of us just working as employees, why bother sending Jesus down here to show us the depth of his love for us and show us about what it is to be in relationship? I think we sometimes forget that our faith journey is about living in the freedom that Jesus' sacrifice and his whole life gave us. We are some of the most free people in the world. Well, we are the freest people in the world. Physically, spiritually, emotionally, practically, we are freed by what Jesus has done for us. He set us free from everything that we or the world can do to tie us up and lock us down. 
and yet we choose all too often to kind of fall back on that sort of ritualistic, restrictive, religious way of going about things in our relationship with God. So over the next few weeks, let's see if we can just work out what it really means to reconnect with God, to get back to that place where we're really living and not just going through the motions. Because reconnecting with God, I believe, will really help us to change our perspectives on everything, including how we live, the relationships we have with other people, and it will help us to really find purpose in our lives. Wendy mentioned her fit watch or whatever it is. I, I don't have a fit watch. I just have one that tells me when I'm hungry, which has been often this week. But on my phone and on my, my computer, if those things aren't plugged in, probably on yours too, what happens over time? What happens to your phone or your computer if it's not plugged in? The battery starts to run down. Does it stop working straight away as it runs down? No, it carries on working. Mine does. But one of the things that happens is both my phone and my laptop, as it starts to run out of energy, it becomes less bright. Does that happen to yours? The brightness disappears. I find that's true about me too. The less energy I've got, the less bright I am. And the less spiritual. <laughs> truthfully, the less energy I've God, I make bad decisions. I do silly things. I'm not so bright. But spiritually, that's true as well. The less spiritual energy we have in our lives, the less spiritually bright we are. We make bad spiritual choices. We get dim. That's a word we don't use. That's what my father used to use a lot. Probably about me, I think. But, you know, dim. And we can become dim and dull and not bright. And remember, one of the things we're called to be is what? Light to the world. Well, how can we be light to the world if we haven't even got enough energy to, to, to light up our own lives, let alone anything else in the world? We need to, we need to be connected to God, to the source of the energy that we need to live our lives fruitfully and prosperously and purposefully. So we're going to think this morning particularly about reconnecting with purpose. And I just want to read through that passage again that we, we just had, that Alan read for us. I am the true vine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. And neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. 
I am the vine and you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. And this is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. See, reconnecting with God allows us the opportunity for him to fine-tune our lives. I am the true vine and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit. While every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. Anybody here perfect yet? Uh, just Becky. <laughs> We're all in need of some fine tuning, is that right? We're all still need some work. We're still work in progress. And the truth is that there's often things in our lives, much in our lives, that isn't really spiritually fruitful. It might be something that we like doing, or we enjoy doing, or, or we can get busy at doing, but in truth, it's not very fruitful spiritually. It certainly doesn't bring glory to God. And Jesus tells us that by being connected to him, being the branches in his vine, this keeps us connected to God. It allows God to do a little pruning in our lives. I've discovered, the older I get, that God needs to do a lot of pruning in my life. There are things he's had to cut off, things that I've not noticed about my life. And it's, it's about reconnecting with God in a way that lets God deal with the stuff that's not growing, that's not working, that's failing, or that's just eating up the energy in our lives. And I think it's true that one of the reasons often Christians can drift away from church and drift away from the sort of disciplines of the Christian faith is that they know that there are parts of their lives that are not very healthy. They're not helpful, they're not healthy, they're not useful, but they don't really want to give them up. And they know that if they stick to their disciplines and they spend time in prayer and reading and around other Christians, God's going to be poking them and saying, you've got to, you've got to deal with that. You've got to cut it out. And so in, in, instead of dealing with that, we kind of distance ourselves from God. We disconnect. And then God can't tell us what's wrong in our lives and we can just walk around with our fingers in our ears. Sometimes the things that seem so nice and so good and the things that we enjoy are actually the things that cause us harm. They eat away at the spiritual goodness in our lives. And the only way we can really tackle that, and, and we do need to tackle it, because some of these things... The world tells us they're good and, and on the outside they look good and they look like they're valuable but spiritually they're not. 
And the only way we can tackle that is by being close to God. Because it's only when we're close to God that we can really know what it is that's properly good for us. Because God wants to prune us and to train us and to shape us. How many of you have been to Audley End or Wimpole or Anglesey Abbey this year so far? Or in the last year or two? Yeah, most of you have been to those places. Do you like wandering around the gardens? Beautiful. My, my favourite in all of these places tends to be the sort of the walled gardens. I love to see how they're all shaped. And in all of those, you can see, particularly on the walls, these trained fruit trees. Beautifully trained with very straight branches all growing out. Seen them? Lovely, fantastic. Nothing natural about them at all. They've been trained. They've been carefully and patiently trained to, to follow a certain line. And, and it looks really nice, doesn't it? It looks great when they're all out there. And it's, it, it, that's lovely. But it's not just about making them look nice. There are practical reasons for that in a garden where you've got some limited space and you also want to catch as much sun and warmth off the walls into those fruit. It also makes it easier to, to get to the fruit and make sure you can check that it's healthy all the time. It takes a lot of patience, a lot of time, and a lot of skill for that to happen. It doesn't just happen on its own. You can't just plant a fruit tree against a wall and in a couple of years come back and see that it's got all these beautiful straight branches. See, God wants us to reconnect to him so that he can train us, he can prune us and shape us so that we can get the best out of our lives. We think we know what's good for us, don't we? That cheesecake is going to be really good tomorrow. We think that's going to be good. We think we know so much about what's good for us and what we need in our lives, and yet it's only when we're really connected to God that we can understand what's really necessary in our lives right now. And it isn't always the obvious stuff. So we need to get connected to God so that we can let him do that. Let him work on us. And it doesn't matter how old we are or how long we've been letting God do this. There's always time and always more that he needs to just do to trim and shape. The other thing we need to bear in mind is it's absolutely impossible for us to be fully fruitful if we're not connected to God. If we, if we separate ourselves from God, we cannot be fruitful in the way that God wants us to be. It, it's not difficult, it's impossible. Totally impossible to fulfill everything in our lives that God has purposed us to, to do if we're separate from him. It says, remain in me and I will remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Jesus says, no matter what we do in life, we simply can't bear the right fruit if we allow ourselves to drift off. We can get really busy. We can do all sorts of things. 
whether that be in the world or even in church. But if we're not properly connected to God, we will not bear fruit. We can, churches and Christians can get, be really, really busy people doing all sorts of things. I've been in churches and visited churches that have got so many programs and so many things going on. Fabulous. They're really busy. But they're not fruitful spiritually. They're doing lots of things, but nothing's changing in their lives. They're not bringing new people to faith. They're just busy going about busy stuff. And they've sort of got so busy, they've forgotten to stay connected to God. You wouldn't expect to be able to go into your garden and cut a branch off a tree and, and then just sort of stick it in the ground or by your house and expect it to continue to grow, would you? You wouldn't imagine that's possible, really. And yet, all too often, as Christians, we cut ourselves off from God. We, we take a break. We think, I don't need to ask God to get involved in this, or, or this part of my life, this little bit, I don't need God sort of guiding me in this. I can do that on my own. And then we wonder why it goes wrong. We wonder why things start to fall away in our lives while, whilst we're just disconnected from God. Everything that is needed for us to grow is found in our relationship with God through Jesus. Everything. There is nothing we need to grow fruitfully, spiritually and emotionally and physically, that's outside of God. The world can offer us all sorts of things, but it cannot feed us in that way. It's in Jesus that we find everything that we need. Because when we're connected to God, then our lives will bring glory to God. I am the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, he will bear much fruit. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my, discipline, uh, my disciples. Bringing glory to God is about living lives that reflect him and honour him. And as Christians, as people that have proclaimed that we choose to follow Jesus, that we accept him as saviour, that we choose to follow him in, in all our ways, we are choosing to live lives to glorify God. That's our choice. That's the decision we've made when we accept Jesus. There are lots of other things that come with accepting Jesus, but what we're acknowledging is that God is God and that our lives are to his glory. So when we get our lives right, when we live them right, then the world will see the glory of God in us. People see the glory in God of, of God in you this week, last week? That's a difficult question to answer, isn't it? Maybe at moments they did. Maybe at other moments they saw something completely different. But I'll skirt over that. God's glory. Our lives become fruitful, really fruitful when what we're doing is bringing others into a relationship with God. That's the fruit we're called to bear in that way. 
to be fruitful disciples, to, to lead others into a relationship with God. That's when we're fruitful. And I believe that God wants our lives not just to be fruitful, but he wants them to be joyful too. He doesn't want us just to be miserable, sort of arms out like the stretched out branches on those walls, being fruit. He wants us to be joyful in it. Being a Christian is supposed to be fun. Has anyone ever told you that before? It's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be something that we can celebrate and enjoy. But above all, it's supposed to be about bringing God glory. God didn't just make us so that we could feel good about ourselves. He wants us to feel good about ourselves. But he wants us to find that, that feel-good factor in him. Not in the world and all the things that the world can do or what the world says to us. Yes, it's nice when someone says something nice about you on Facebook or someone compliments you, but that's not where we find our goodness in ourselves. That's not where we bring glory to God. He wants us to find our fruitfulness, our uh, feel-good through when we are bringing glory to him. When we're in a good relationship with him. The real purpose of your life, glorify God in everything that you do and say and think. So reconnecting with God ensures, guarantees a purposeful life. There's lots of things in the world that promise things, that guarantee things, and normally they fall through. They don't really come up to whatever they promise or proclaim. There's one thing that you can stand on, and that's the promises of God. And when we connect with God and stay connected with God, we can stand assured that our lives will be purposeful. If anyone does not remain in me, he is like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire and burned. But if you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be given you. Whatever you wish. It will be given you. Can the world make that kind of promise to you? It tries. It often tries. But there's just no way. We get into that difficult place with a sentence like that. Ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. That's not carte blanche to ask for anything. Because what it means is, what Jesus is saying here is, when you are in the right place with me, when you're connected with God, you'll know what to wish for. You'll know what it's good to wish for, and you'll wish for it, and you'll get it. I think that we could say that the way we choose to live our lives could be broken down into four types. We can lead lazy lives, lackluster lives, lukewarm lives, or lively lives. We can choose one of those. All of us gets that choice. And I'm pretty sure I know which one God wants us to live. He wants us to be lively, filled with life, filled with energy, 
I'm sure you've encountered those sorts of people, all those types of people in your life, maybe at work or in your community or even in your family, but you don't have to point them out right now. The lazy ones, the lacklustre ones, the lukewarm ones, and the lively ones. Who are the ones that you're attracted to most? Who are the ones at work that you think, there's somebody that I can get along with? It's the people that are full of life and energy, that go about their lives with purpose and meaning and expectation. That is the kind of life God wants us to have. Lively full of life because that's what he purposed us to be so what do we get from reconnecting with god well there's a, a lot of things i'm just going to kind of pull out a few things when we connect with god we get to experience god's empowering presence Really, to be honest, I should stop there because the rest of the things on this list are irrelevant. That's the one that matters. When we connect with God, we get to experience God's empowering presence. We're with God. What more is there to want? I'm going to add a few anyway because I've written them down and there's time left. When we connect with God, we will be compelled to engage in God-exalting worship. When we are in a right relationship with God, we won't be able to stop ourselves praising him and worshipping him in our lives through what we say, through what we do, through what we think. It will be unstoppable. It will be just an, a natural reaction to God. When we connect with God, we will seek spiritual discipline in our lives. We're not normally keen on discipline, that's my experience in life. But when we're in the right relationship with God, we will deliberately seek out his discipline in our lives through the things that we do, through the things we engage in. When we connect and reconnect with God, we will commit to loving and caring relationships. I think I might have missed one off there, Jason. That one, there we go. Yeah, have I dropped one off the end? Oh, yeah. When we connect with God, we will learn and grow in community in the church because we will know it's the right place to be. When we're in relationship with God, we'll understand that he made us to be in relationship with each other and that's how we encourage and support each other. When we connect with God, we will commit to loving and caring relationships. It won't be a difficult decision to be people that love and care without prejudice. We just simply love and care for everybody. When we connect with God, we will exhibit Christ-like servanthood. The way that we go about our lives will just demonstrate what it is to serve others. We will want to because of being close enough to God. It won't be a chore, it won't be oh, someone's got to do this task this week or I better get about this. It will just be that we do it. When we get reconnected, when we connect with God, we will share the love of Christ generously. I think it's a mark 
of where we are in our relationship with God is how well we are doing at sharing the news of Jesus Christ with other people. Because if, if my relationship with God is really close, I will be compelled in that relationship to tell other people about him. It will just be something I can't stop. And I don't mean you've got to keep wandering around the streets accosting people and, have you heard about Jesus? It will just be something that you can't hold back in your life. When we connect with God, we will manage our lives wisely and accountably. When we're in a right place with God, our lives will be in a right place. The choices we make, the decisions we make, the things we do with the resources we've got, they will be right. And when we connect with God, we will be the body of Christ, all connected. That relationship through Jesus brings all of us together. We are family. We're probably the weirdest, rummest family in the world, but we are family united in Jesus Christ and God's love for us. When we connect with God, we will be good stewards of our lives, our lives of abundance. We'll realise how abundant our lives are, how blessed we are, how lucky we are. And we will be good stewards of our lives. And we'll be good stewards of all that God has given us. Those seem like good reasons to me to be connected to God, to be looking to get closer to him. I don't know about you, but those all seem like really good reasons for working on my relationship with God. And it's not difficult to do. How do I reconnect with God? By staying close to him in every area of my life, by choosing to allow him into all of my life, not excluding him from the bits that I'm embarrassed that he might know about or I wouldn't tell anybody else about. By trusting him to determine what is good and bad for me. By actually involving God in the choices I make. By prayerfully sharing with him the things I'm thinking about, the things that worry me, the decisions I make, or we make as family, or as couples, or whatever it is. How often, when you've got a big decision to make, financial or practical, whatever it is, do you stop and just talk to God about it for a moment? Or do you get on with it, and a couple of weeks later, when you realize it was a bad one, do you go, oh God, why did I do that? Why did that go wrong? By allowing God to prune and trim and shape us. You might like who you are. You might be content with who you are right now. I'll tell you this, God loves you exactly as you are. But he loves you so much that he still wants to shape you into who he knows you can be. It's not that he doesn't like you. It's not that he looks at you and goes, Ew. 
you need work. He looks at you and he loves you. And he says, wow, there's still so much we can do together. You know, we've got absolutely nothing to lose and everything to gain from making sure that, that we really connect with God, that our lives are really as close as they possibly can. Nothing to lose. Why would we not want to get close to God? We have everything to gain. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given you. Just imagine what we could wish for if we were wishing with God's mind and God's heart and God's love for ourselves, our lives, our country, our nation, our world. Just imagine if we were wishing with the right mind what, what would be changing in our world today. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be given.